on dispensers of pets, poking out at the cons, renaissance fests, watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a trekkie, eh, sit back and watch as the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a Hey, listen up, fanboys. It's a Fanboy Glad podcast. And here's your host, an old sport of mine, Derek McCaw. Thank you. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. Glad to be back because it's been a couple weeks off and we are podcasting on Wednesday, November 2nd. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The last two weeks when we were talking into microphones, you weren't recording? I was not. Uh, we weren't even here. What was I doing here? I then? don't know. Because uh, so, yeah. I, I was here last Wednesday for a little bit, and you weren't here. I was under the table. Oh, that's really disturbing. Uh-oh. Anyway, we're podcasting from where? Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. It's so hard to find because it's elusive. Keeps changing. Wow. Wow, you've had this saved up for two weeks. No, it's an oldie, but a goodie. Two years. <laughs> well, this is an oldie. So, uh, to my right, of course, is my announcer. Lon, looking at the Batman apron, Lopez. You want that, don't you? It looks very small. It might be. Oh, that's the picture on the front. But I like the Green Lantern apron. I really want the Green Lantern apron. Anyway. Really? Uh, and uh, tonight we have uh, a, a guest uh, who has experienced the digital comics uh, revolution Introduce yourself. Is the revolution over? Hello, my name's Ron Talbot, and I'm thrilled to be on a podcast I've been listening to for years now. Ooh. Okay. That's right. Fan and now commentator. Lurking in the back looking at books is Mr. Troy Benson. Maybe we can convince him to uh, do something more than wave. Nope. He shakes his head no. <laughs> Tonight is a pantomime night for Troy Benson. <laughs> We're playing charades? He, no, he's trapped in a Sounds box. Sounds like... He's trapped in a glass box that no one can see. And uh, then, of course, podcast producer, Moral Compass, and recent return from a sojourn overseas. Thrilled to be on a podcast I've been recording for years, Rick Brett Snyder. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> All right, so we've got a little bit of comics news. we got some movie news. we got some TV news. But the big thing, I'd say we have two things we have, Ron, here. But we the first week we took off was because uh, I was Rick was in another country. I was in Germany. Doing Fanboy Planet he business. Was in I, was, I was being press in Germany. It's called Deutschland, right? Deutschland. Deutschland, Deutschland sorry. Yeah. It's uh, called Essen. That's how it sounds. That's how it looks on paper. Don't don't make me say something wise ass that I'm going to regret later. I don't later. know what you're talking about. I know you don't. I don't want to say. That's not how you use that. I don't anyway, care. Uh, I, don't care. I know you don't care. So, Rick, talk about Essen. Well, we'll be doing a fair number of things on the site. I've got a couple of articles that I'm are looking forward getting, to. getting ready. A lot of pictures. Excellent. Everybody likes pictures, don't they? We do. And But basically, I was in Essen, Germany, which is a little industrial town uh, around Cologne and Belgium. and um, It's a place where they ever either hold the um, Spiel, the, uh, Spiel Mit Comic Action. And spiel means play or game. Play with comic action. I like and, it. And uh, comic action is the comic side of it. So I've got uh, – it's where all the – all worldwide, over 70 different countries send 
people who are producing new games for that year to Essen to show them off. Right. What type of games are we talking about here? Board games. Oh, primarily. okay. Board games. Uh, some, uh, a few little, uh, little touch of video games and but, but you know the board game board thing games. is, as uh, Rick and I had a little email exchange this afternoon, is touching into the comics world quite a bit. Yep. As Cryptozoic announced, they're doing a lock and key. Oh no! Uh, I just want to game? clarify for the listeners yeah. at home yeah. when they hear games and we know think video and we know games. the DC is going to be launching a few. So it's, it's like we had two a Walking Dead uh, board right. games recently. So they're too. making a comeback. Uh, well, is there a comic book the movie board game? No. Oh, no. why would you talk Something about that? Something to look forward to. That's why it. would you talk about that? Because okay. it just recently appeared on Netflix. Did it? Mm-hmm. Wow. But one of the more interesting things about about the uh, Mitt comic action side is I shot a lot of pictures that. On first glance, it'll look like any other comic book show you're you used to seeing, and, and then, then you'll you see something's very different. Uh, <laughs> uh, part part of it is just like it's 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 Europe, it's Germany, and uh, there were like vendors for beer all over the place. Now, and was there a great and, like wall bisecting it? And, the, and actually, the actually, the there was because okay. the the convention hall is a collection of individual halls with doors that go into the different ones. So the comic action was in halls seven and eight. And the gaming stuff was in six, five, four, three, two, one. No, three, two, and one. Three, two, and one were empty, but uh, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. So it's very, it's very large convention center. One hundred and forty-seven thousand people. Bigger than Comic Con. Bigger than Comic Con, and um, I, you know, the other thing is you have to think about this from the standpoint of there are no. There are no halls. No there, bathrooms. There's no no. There were plenty of bathrooms. <laughs> there are no there are no halls. There's there's no uh, motion picture stuff. There's no place where you got thousand you know thousands of people sitting for all day long. Everyone's on the floor all the time because they're seeing the new games. They're getting demos of the new so games. They're, they're really buying panels, the new games. Not- no panels. Everybody's on that floor. Wow. So, which is different than Comic Con? Is there anybody gaming? Though? Or are they just looking? Oh no, there's tons of people gaming. Oh, okay. I mean, and the ve- no the, separate gaming the vendors rooms? there to teach the games. Mm. And no, every every one of the booths. So, for example, Fantasy Flight and um, Days of Wonder, two American um, publishers. Days of Wonder does a game called. That's that Tom uh, Cruise movie, right? <laughs> Something like <laughs> that. He races cars. Days of Wonder. Where well, he came from Paradise Island. Yeah. Hmm. They, 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 They'll, they'll have like their booth, and they'll they'll have the new games that they are bringing out that year, and they'll have people who are trained to teach them to people who are there. So you can actually try the games, try the new games, learn them from experts, well, and, and then decide whether or not you're going to buy them or not. You see a very little bit of that, like at Comic Con, um, WizKids would do that with sure. Clicks and, and and their variations. Sure. Yeah. So what you're saying is that basically, there's geek culture. In Germany, outside of America, oh yeah, what you know, uh, big you mean, time. You mean there's a world out there that matters? And you're you're going to look at these pictures of the German uh, comic side, and you go, that looks just like uh, the American comic. Except even, in German, except in German. I have a very important question. What's that? What is the male to female ratio at this thing? Actually, oh, that's actually, a very um, the male to female ratio is much higher on the female side than Comic Con. So the uh, devil you say, uh, but but you might Time ask to You might better ask what's the family to individual geek ratio. All right, let's ask that question. That's less sexy, but what's okay. the family to individual? It's geek actually very ratio. high. I mean, uh, board gaming is a family <laughs> a family thing in Germany in Which Europe. Milton Bradley's been trying to convince us of. It's yeah. starting to pick up more in the U.S. And actually, it's more young people at parties bringing friends over to the house playing. Mm-hmm. It's right, a social lubricant. I have another important question. Go right ahead. What is the ratio of cosplay? 
Very low, actually, um, except for the fact that y- the, you know, when you go to Comic-Con and you go into the areas where you can buy costumes, and this might be more in the science fiction or fantasy shows like Baycon or Worldcon, mm-hmm. yeah. where they have, you can buy like the waistcoats or the long coats right, or right. the period dress. But it's you, Europe. They're already actually dressed like that. Yeah. You can buy, <laughs> you can buy full suits of metal armor. At these places, and I've got the pictures yeah, of just try like, getting that home on the plane. Yeah, that'd be tough to get through uh, security. And getting home on the plane was quite a uh, quite a chore. I had I bought a lot of stuff and packing my bags. I, I videotaped the unpacking of my bags. <laughs> it's up on my YouTube tube stream. I might hook that into one of the stories. Did you, did you have to put any of it in a balloon? No, I did no, okay. not. I did not. And you were not a geek. No, but basically, you take the game. I'm sorry. You punch the game, so you punch all the pieces out of the cardboard. And then you throw away the extra stuff, and then you'll have some space left in that game. You put another game inside, so they're nested like Russian dolls. And then you have to take them apart and reassemble them when you get them. So home. you smuggled games. I did in other games. Oh my god! And I and I when I got stopped leaving Germany, <laughs> when I when I took Custom my one game to bag, declare. Tell they, me how to play this game. They did. They did open my bags and say, "Well, this looks very strange." <laughs> they <laughs> were opening up and seeing, "Oh, you went to the gaming fair." I, I see. see. They knew. They knew about it. So so at the game part of this fair, <laughs> was it just board games, or do they have any of the role playing games? Board card role playing was more. In the comic side, there was there was an area for role playing. There was, I mean, and there were the games you're used to. Obviously, Dungeons and Dragons. They had uh, Shadowrun. Um, oh. Yeah, everything you're you're used to seeing. What was the German comic section like? The German comic section was very very much like an American comic section. I did get a great uh, number of great pictures of German covers for comics, including one with the red skull on it, because, you know, that's that's kind of one of those things. Captain America, you know, there was no shame in, in, in Captain America in Germany. People love, I mean, Cap was, was big over there. Well, if it wasn't for Captain America, they'd all be speaking French, right? You know what I'm saying? Right, guys? Or German. Uh, you but, know what I mean. Uh, no, I mean, that's one, think the, about that. that's one of the now, things that came out of that, that, that only two countries... Uh, did drop, drop the Captain, Captain America, America title for the movie. Yeah, yeah. I went to First Avenger. So yeah, it's you know, but I had a great time. We uh, the uh, the idea that uh, I might go back again next year is very very strong. That's awesome. Yeah, can I go with you? Maybe. Sure. <laughs> oh, I have a passport. I could go. <laughs> yeah, um, my passport's good through 2018. I think uh, that's mm-hmm. about what mine is too. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. good. All right, so I'll uh, stay here and hold down the phone. I'm looking forward to these photos and the under the table. This will all be up the, right. on the Fanboy Planet website uh, shortly. We'll probably do one every couple of days. I think that's good. Yeah, I'll have some do they time have to the air conditioner on in here. Yeah, it's yes, cold. freezing in here. Yes, nice. Yes. You get your hoodie up. You know, uh, I'm extra. glad I brought it. So let's. Uh, oh, and I thought he was Doctor Doom. Let's talk a little bit about. I uh, am evil. Well, we know, um, but. Uh, Talk a little bit about comics news before, but then we talk about the, to the digital uh, comic experience. Uh, Has that, there been any comics news in the last week? Well, yeah, Steve weeks? Rude, the artist, uh, was in jail this week for a domestic disturbance. That doesn't surprise me. N- no, but it, he's rude. Yeah, if you go to Steve Rude, I wouldn't want to go before a judge. As uh, Steve you can Rude. go to steverude.com and they're auctioning off his uh, some of, some of his art prints. I was actually looking at those rate. today. It's on eBay, and uh, he's got a Doc Savage related. Thing, what? Although I, it says Doc Savage on it, but it's it's actually it looks like it might be a title for a story. Did you see? Did you buy it? That they sold out. The new novel was here. I already had it, uh, but twenty four ninety five. Yeah, for no, that this is very bag? expensive. That's very expensive for yeah, I, I bought Fair. that. I had pre-ordered that. 
Considering they used to buy those for 45 cents. It's the first new Doc Savage novel since uh, Escape from one. Loki. Who, yeah. wrote, who wrote it? Um, Will Murray. Murray, yeah. I love the, his movies. Yeah. Who's and been the uh, what foremost, else has he written? Mostly, he's been the do- a very well-known Doc Savage scholar. But he wrote also the Avengers, the Destroyer, uh, the Avenger stuff, and he wrote uh, the he, he wrote a number of the, the, the Remo Williams novels. The, yeah. Um, so yeah, I got a signed version. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, Envy. Yeah, uh, you, can, you can look at it. I know. I just said that just to raise long tackles. Envy. My gosh, we got gay geeky here. Um, but anyway, what was say? So Steve Rude uh, also has a great Steve Jobs print. Have you seen that? The memorial. He got arrested yes. too. No. Yes. Oh, um, okay. There was a most of oh, most Steve of what's up Jobs. there is, are prints, but there was one awesome Batman original piece of art. It's and it, <laughs> it, it includes a bunch of photographs of him painting it as well. Okay. So, it, so wait, those are really on eBay cool. too. Yeah, it's a Steve Rude original. Who's going to bid Batman. on him? A picture of him painting a cool. Guy. No, no, no. no. It's, it's included when you if you wait. Bought, is he shirtless? If you, if you get the original, you if you that. if you win the bid for the original Batman art, you get the photos along with it. Cool. Yeah. Um, so it's trying to take, covers legal. That's bills. like if He's you also, like win a sandwich and they give you a picture of the guy making it. Maybe. That'd be awesome. I don't know. Do you want to see how they make your sandwich? Not really. If you were a fan of like who uh, J- John Romita Jr., would you want like a photo essay of? No, some? I just want his art. If, it's so much like, you have a tattoo. When I go it's, get it's a commission at com, like a Comic Con or something, I don't sit there and watch them do it. I just pay them the money and come back. But this and is get actually. It. I mean, you're, you're you're criticizing without seeing it. It, it was actually I'm kind of interesting I'm to see fun. the sketching and the painting in of the segments and stuff because you can you can view a lot of this. And on I'm going right to say to back things down. You you said that Delon as if that's never happened before. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been in like, another country. It's okay. I'm sorry. Acclimate. You're doing what you do every week yes. <laughs> for but the last three years. Two of the more interesting prints that he has there are he's taken original Playboy cartoons and redone them himself, and actually okay, improved on the original. So they got the same punchline. They're like the full page, single line punchline. Wait, ones comic. that he did, or no, somebody, no, else. somebody, somebody else did in the sixties, so and then doing them in his style. He's done, he's redone them um, in yeah in okay, his style. It's kind of weird. They're actually kind of neat. One okay. one is kind of a Vargas like girl thing with a little caption underneath about it being wrapped as a present, and the other one is about a young man talking to a mermaid on the beach. Okay. And, it sounds delightful. Yes. Charming and vaguely ribbled. So I'll go out there and bid so Steve doesn't go to prison. <laughs> I want pictures oh, because of Because the neighbor's uh, dog was barking too loud yeah. and annoyed him. That's all we know as to what happened. Stephen so. King writing his next novel. I want pictures of that. It's like, probably really scary. Every time somebody like creates something, they should take pictures of the process. They do, though. That's great. And then we should Lots of auction do. them off. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, have you been following Captain America, the comic? Uh, no, I have not. Okay. Uh, you were aware that Bucky was dead. killed. He was dead. And then uh, Marvel released a teaser image a couple weeks ago with a, of a, a black... Uh, He's not coming uh, back. They with never a red star that said, what if there was more than one? And so, yes, in 2012, The Winter Soldier, number one, an ongoing series uh, from Ed Brubaker and... Uh, he Jackson was a clone? Geis. Jackson Guys. Oh, that's exactly what Rick said. So I, I don't. I don't know. I don't that know. Was the, I, my twist was the the Bucky we've been experiencing for the last couple of years was the clone. And so they bring the real and Bucky back. Well, we Ooh. could speculate. No real facts have come out. I'm just bothered by uh, 
by that, if that's true, then I was okay with the return of Bucky because I thought that Ed Rook, Brubaker played right. fair. Right. But if there was a clone, if there's a clone involved, that it's, like, with. it's like, no, you were doing so well. Yes. Uh, you made this poignant. Uh, and I'm just going to say, really, what I'm you going think? to officially say that Marvel, by the way, in the X-Men universe, is has hit scraped the bottle, bottom of the barrel with titles because in December we're going to get X-Club, number one. Um, I just... I, what is they that? They almost had an X-Men Science it's Club. The sci- it, it is. That's what it is. It's the X-Men Science Club. They've been club. talking about that book for years. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I'm t- I don't even know. But uh, You know, X-Club means something else in the San Francisco dance culture. D- does it? Yes. Are you being serious? Have you ever been to an X-Club? No. I guess you've never dropped X? I've been... No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I... Have you seen? Have you met me? I'm. It's up, freezing in here. I'm uptight. I'll turn the AC down. Thank oh, you. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, and DC announced, or, or at New York Comic Con, which I'll have a photo essay from that. We had a reporter there. Oh, good. Uh, at uh, at the NY Comic Con, Gail Simone on a panel mentioned that she will be writing a new teen team of superheroes in the DC universe. Awesome. We don't 52. have enough of those. We don't because she. Left Fury of Firestorm, uh, mm. so uh, who? But she wouldn't say why. She just said that's that's okay. And then so here we have this segues really nicely to um, Ron Talbot sitting here, who uh, kind of has been revisiting the DC universe and comics in general thanks to their Digital Comics Initiative, which we now st- we still don't know. Rick asked me beforehand. They've not released any actual sales figures. They just say we're doing very well. Thank you. Well, that was going to be one of my questions, was have there been any sales figures no. We're doing very well. Thank you for asking. Next question. You know, if, if it's they, like, it's if like they questioning were the Kremlin. Good, if they were at all good, they would be all over announcing how they were. So There's still a small sliver of the sales. But the thing is, as far as the relaunch goes, is even with number two and uh, second and third issues, the sales, uh, you know, the orders dropping a little bit, yeah. they're still selling – much better this year than they were last year. And according to Brian Hibbs at uh, in San Francisco with the Comics Experience, he said, and, and that's oh, that's right next to the X Club. It's comics all over the place, you know, from a bunch of different publishers. And, and uh, so Ron has uh, you've been uh, buying not just from DC, but because of that, because of your experience with Comicsology, there you've been going to a bunch of different publishers through the well, the comic the Comicsology. Comicsology interface makes it easy to browse. It pops things up at you. It shows you data. They are not paying us any advertising fees. No, no, I wish they were, yes. But I like it. So that was. But if they want to, write us at editor at (laughs) fanboyplanet.com. No, I'm just going to say, Chip, Chip Mosher, you know. Come on. Well, that's one of the things that I always have trouble with when I walk into even this wonderful comic book shop. Illusor is- Comics and Games, 275 El Camino Real, Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. Uh-huh. No, he wasn't talking about that one. Oh, no. <clears throat> yes, it's I was. It's a strange form of Tourette's <laughs> that he has. I can't it's, help it. To someone who's not a really big collector and hasn't been staying in touch with everything, it's very overwhelming. There's just thousands of comics spread about the entire store. And only about three good ones. <laughs> no kidding. I'm joking. Which three? Where, where? Uh, I can't find them. So and the other thing was about the that appealed to me was the uh, the new fifty two was a starting point because you know everybody just says well if you want to read comics just start but that, I've tried and it hasn't worked very well for me because I want to know what's going on so we all do yeah so the, the like the three things that appealed to me about the digital aspect was price point because I'm one of the cheapskates who waits a month before I buy them 
so I get them a dollar off. Oh, okay, so you've been um, doing that. Okay, ease accessibility. So there. what price does that make them? One ninety nine, unless it's one of the long comics, and then it's two ninety nine. Okay, yeah. Um, I still think they should follow the Apple and go straight to ninety nine cents, but you know, because there's no overhead once you've done it. If they did that, they would. They would. Uh They'd be making money hand over fist. Yeah, I agree. But I think that would. Don't you think that more people would go digital and not be going in stores? Yeah. I've been listening to you guys for the last three or four weeks, and you're so mystified by the idea of somebody wanting their comics digitally instead of by hand. Oh, Rick's not. I I am. Um, Well, okay, you two are. Um, I don't think – I think these places will stay around forever because – there's a certain type of personality. He's a, pointing at the store. The yes. store, yes. Um, the a earth pers- is what I mean, The earth will be <laughs> here forever. You want to hold it in your hand. You want to collect it. And collecting is a basic human desire that I seem to have been surgically removed from me because I throw stuff away all the time. And the devil you say. Yes, I am. I'm a heretic and a pariah. I know that. Um, but so I think that people who collect comic books and enjoy holding them and feeling them will always be around, and there's always going to be a place for stores like this. What this has done is expanded their market to uh, people like me, who, when I occasionally would buy a comic book because you would convince me, I just brace yourself. Everybody, go to your happy place. I recycle them when I'm done reading them. So you mean you give it to somebody else? No, uh, just put it in. Ron the, doesn't have. I don't have friends, friends to read to comics. Give, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. No, <laughs> but what about the children? He doesn't have children. Anyway. So anyway, I've been enjoying myself enormously. You know, I've, I'm following about 15, 16 titles on the 52. Okay. I've also picked up some of the older series from Marvel, like the whole Annihilation series we were talking about earlier. Okay. It's a nice one because it's, it's insular. It's, right. uh, it doesn't really and, that, and, and that. isn't that – that's by a couple of writers that um, – I uh, know you liked because uh, just to fill in, Ron and I have been friends from uh, theater for a long time, and uh, Abnett and Lanning wrote the, some mm-hmm. of the Warhammer novels. And I've done plays with with Ron when he's going through a different Warhammer novel every night mm-hmm. backstage. And so, uh, you know, that's I thought the Annihilation Saga was totally something mm-hmm. for you. But I need your help because I can't figure out where it starts and what order to read them in. So uh, later on, I'll yeah, ask you. Yeah, off yeah, that's, off that's not a hard yeah. one to figure out. Yeah, Because yeah. yeah. uh, I or think I started in the middle of it, unfortunately. If you yeah. start with the Annihilation, no, there's like a, there, there, there's like a prelude. Yeah. yeah. And, if yeah. if one of our listeners at home could possibly send an email no, we'll, to help uh, them out. We'll have them straighten up by the end of the evening. <laughs> no, but I'm just well, saying. Sure, right. Uh, Lon's trolling mm-hmm. for emails. Uh, Editor at fanboyplanet.com or sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com. So help yes. out, Mr. Talbot. Yes. And, and then my last point is I just enjoy reading comics digitally. I like the way they look on my iPad. I like the way they glow. And that was going like to be my next. I the ability to zoom in and out if I want to or if I don't want to. So are you deleting them or are you now keeping them because they're on your iPad and it's – If I run out of memory – well, the thing with that app, which you don't want me to say the name of because we're not getting paid. No, you um, can say it. It's <laughs> Comixology. Comixology. Yeah. Is you can delete them, but they still know you have it, so you can go re-download them anytime you want. You have the libra- really your library cool. is online. Yeah. It's on the cloud. It's right. the same thing as uh, Audible, the uh, wow, audio that, book okay, series. Now that yeah. is something I yeah. – yeah. okay. So I, if just, I run out of room so online. you own it for, as long as the company's in business. Yep. That so just sold me on that. But the, only, the only account. risk is if they go out of business. That is my problem. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you, can read it on your, you can read it on your laptop, too. 
we, we, we can talk when the iPad 3 comes out and I upgrade. We'll talk, okay? Yeah, because yeah, Ron works for a company that we can't say because they're not paying us either. Uh, but, yes, okay. Uh, okay, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, so, all right. And so what of the new 52 has kept your attention? Interestingly enough, it's some of the more quirky titles that were recommended to me both by your podcast and by another friend of mine who's also a comic guy. But probably my two favorite are Frankenstein and All-Star Western. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, All-Star, yeah Western love All-Star Western is excellent. All-Star Western blew me away. Frankenstein is just bat guano insane, and I'm yeah. enjoying that. Exactly. And I think I like that more than I think than Rick does. But. I, I'm, I didn't like the second issue as much as I liked the first. It was just a little bit incoherent. I mean... I'm okay with it. It's just throwing concepts at us a mile a minute. Yeah. I'm also really liking the Wonder Woman story. I Wonder hate Woman is great. The art. Really, I love Cliff Chang. But it's I a real it's, taste thing. Art is all I think it's a really about, interesting yeah. uh, look. Mm. It's a take. It's not for everybody, though. I agree with you. And Aquaman just makes me laugh. Yes. It is so tongue in cheek and so and yet the villains are, the villains are so disturbing. Mm. Well, they're Cthulhu. I was thinking really, they were humanoids from the deep, but okay. Well, that's Cthulhu has Cthulhu. humanoids from yeah. the deep monsters. The, uh, Fairly common. What uh, Insmith uh, mm-hmm. look? Yeah. And I've also food. Kind of, I'm kind of enjoying Birds of Prey. Yeah, Birds of Prey has been surprisingly good, mm-hmm. uh, which was a book I didn't want because I wanted to say, you're not my real Gail Simone. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> then it turned out that this new writer, Dwayne Swersky, I think is his name, uh, is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, And then well, – early in my life, I did read and collect comics for a short period of time, and I have very fond memories of Demon. So I've started – I'm enjoying Demon as well. I kind of like I, – I, I heard about that, that, they, that actually they went to Paul Cornell and said uh, – asked him to pitch a Demon series for the New 52. And he was the one who completely came up with the Demon Knights concept. And so, you know, who would be the, who would be the worst leader of a team? Nice. It, would be, it would be the Demon. And so he created it's a team It's a much more reasonably sense. written Demon than it has been in the past. Well, because he's um, – He's not quite as chaotic as – Because he's messing around with uh, Madame Xanadu and enjoying it. Yeah. Yes. It, it's almost as if it's like a, a D&D adventure that somebody's made into a comic it book. Very form. much so. Here we yeah. are. We're in the end. But it's we're all meeting all our yeah. friends. It'll, yeah. Here come the monsters through the door. It's Look, like, it's Horsewoman. The, the, yeah. And she's the only character that I'm not really sold on. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, like mm. is that logical? But anyway, but uh, yeah. I, and I like to take on – Vandal Savage actually choosing to be not so bad a guy right now. Vandal Savage eating dinosaur. Yes. Mm, delicious. Delicious. Now, now, in Counterpoint, there's Batwoman. Now, Batwoman, the art in Batwoman is just gorgeous. Yeah, but I have it not just, been... The problem with it is it's not a starting point. No, no it's, that's it's exactly very that, problem. And that's why it's probably going to lose me. Is I that did. There's all this storyline stuff going on in the background that I have no idea what they're talking about. You, but the lucky thing is you'd only have to go out and buy a uh, – has There traded? hasn't really been much. There's, there's only there's been like, like six yeah, issues that you need to buy. Totally heard, so, still, and, and they're good issues too. It's a good first starting art. And the art is beautiful too. Yeah. Oh, the art is amazing. I wish yeah. I want to take the artist from Batwoman and put it into Wonder Woman. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. That sounded bad, yeah. and I didn't even make that joke. Mm-hmm. No. Um, um, well, okay. All right. So that's that's reported. Have you guys read anything that uh, got your attention? Actually, I was gonna I was gonna co endorse the Comicsology Reader because okay. one of the things I I did read the last three uh, Walking Dead trades. That I got from Comicsology on my trip, and uh, it went really, really well. I mean, the the iPad is just like a little, still a little bit too small for a full comics page, 
I wish I could read it without zooming. It, it Where it really suffers is the two-page spreads. Yeah, I would definitely. I'm, I'm actually fine with it when it's the single-page spread. I mean, occasionally I zoom in a little bit yeah. to see the detail of the art. But the two-page spreads is, the, is where I do agree that it falls down a bit. Yeah. I know one thing that comics-wise that I had written down and then left on my printer at, at work uh, was to comment, did you pick up Star Trek and Legion of Superheroes? Yes, I did. I read it today. The It's the ultimate geek crossover. Both? Classical, classic Star Trek, original Star Trek. uh, They are caught in an alternate timeline, both. It harkens back to something that uh, I think it was probably about 15 years ago. There was X-Men, yes, I have the X-Men Next Generation X-Men. crossover, yes. both in a novel and in the comics. But there was a there was an X-Men original cast, Star Trek, as well. Yeah. Uh, so, wow. Is this, this is a comic or From book? IDW. It's yeah. a comic. They have a five-issue miniseries. Uh, yeah. And so, um, yes, uh, I'm sure IDW has it available digitally, but you know, you may just want to look and, at the cover tonight and okay, go. Okay, you, uh, you read it, right? I did. It is which, it good? which version of the Legion is that? Is that the current Deep Fifty Two continuity? Uh, no, it's uh, it's actually shortly after the Great Darkness Saga. Okay, and that they said that in pre-release. That that's oh, that's the, right. They did mention Dark that Side. It does, it, it, that it's just after they defeated Dark Side. Yeah. So it's set in their past. It's fine. It was just such a geek out. Like I can't yeah, no, believe no, no, I, that I, Captain Kirk and Cosmic Boy. Why am I talking like this? Well, you know, it, it just kind of. But I couldn't help myself. I yeah. I had to buy that. Yeah. I don't care. They could have charged me five ninety nine, and I would have bought it. Don't say that. No, I know. I'm sorry. That was uh, no, you ruined it for us all. Well, now. While we're there, did you pick up the first issue of the Legion uh, miniseries origin thing? In order to get a flight ring, yes. Yeah, I know. Me too. But I haven't been able to fly yet. I haven't. I, no. In fact, Steve stiffed me on the you flight ring. You have to clap your to hands. Do I? And then don't you cover me in pixie dust? Something like that. Yeah, I was kidding. So what did you think of the first issue? Uh, I liked that... Uh, for one of those untold stories that it didn't actually crap on anything we knew before. Yes. That it wasn't invalidating what had been the long-established origin. No, it was they'll just leave saying, that for the regular it book. It was just saying there was more. No, because the regular book oh, is I'm the regular kidding. Legion. Yeah, I know. That's the other problem. I agree for, for uh, you know, Ron saying as, as, a, as a jumping on point. The Legion of Superhero books are not jumping on points. No. Except this origin one might be. So, yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. So uh, we've been joined. We have been joined by the probably he's going to stay largely mute. Yet he comes. He's like he's like our new version. He's got to put his commercial into the he's show like, somehow. He's like our new version. I'm not going to be Rodriguez. mute this week because I'm sitting right next to you, Derek. So I'm going to keep interrupting you on your <laughs> microphone. He looks like a ventrilo- like an oversized ventriloquist dummy right now. So, so how much money do we owe you for that? Inter- interrupting yeah. Derek all the time. Yes. Oh, I'll, a nominal fee. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to back away next time. Then you're going to get uncomfortable. That's we're just going to escalate this. <laughs> I will not get uncomfortable. Oh, <laughs> so love <laughs> exciting <laughs> and new. That's a good segue too because the big movie news for geeks in the last two weeks while we've been gone was that somehow. In between... Kim Kardashian got divorced. Yeah, that wasn't it. Oh. It's that somehow Joss Whedon managed to sneak an entire sh- two-week shoot of an adaptation of Shakespeare's Much Ado About Nothing starring an all-geek cred cast. Glee. Uh, yeah. Squee. Nathan Fillion as Dogberry, which was... I knew Nathan Get Fillion was going to be it. Dogberry? He's Dogberry. What oh, an interesting Benedict choice. Then? Benedict is uh, Alexis Denisoff. Oh, Wesley from, from Buffy and Angel. Yeah. 
So, yeah, look, if you could only see uh, Ron's face. For the other thing is saying doing theater with Ron is most of our experience together has been in Shakespearean shows. So, uh, Shakespeare plays. So, it's definitely... A How is this comic related? Because it's Joss Whedon. Joss and it's Because it's a Shakespearean comedy. And it's featuring many people from Joss Whedon's... Uh, is Felicia Day in it? Uh, I don't think she is. No, she's too but, busy doing um, Dragon but, Age videos right, on right. her own. Greg yeah. Clark, from who's Agent Colson in uh, all the Marvel movies. Right. Oh, the, the, well, oh, the he's Shield agent. No agent. The Shield oh, agent. He's been, very good. Yeah, who's know. been more of the continuity than Nick Fury. He's the one who says, Stark never tells what me anything. What role is he? Is yeah, that, a, he, uh, is that I, like a movie or something? He is uh, the guy, uh, which, which character owns the estate? Oh, uh, Leonardo is Leonardo. He's yeah. Leonardo. Okay. Uh, and then these two guys, which I, it gives us hope, is uh, the get two guys from Britannic, the sketch, the uh, the movie sketch uh, online sketch troupe. Um, they did that that kind of generic movie trailer uh, last year that took South oh, by Southwest of catchphrase catchphrase. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the two guys that are uh, Brian and Nick Britannic uh, that they are in it, but I don't know which roles they have and. Uh, Don John is the guy who wa- who was just in the Playboy Club, who was in um, Firefly. Um, the Tam, doctor, Simon Tam, or Doctor uh, Simon Tam is the uh, like okay. what the actor's name is. He just came out. That's why it was like a big news thing. That like uh, he came out, and then and then two days later, he also came out as the villain in uh, Much Do About Nothing. <laughs> no wonder he never wanted to hook up with Haley. Exactly, mm-hmm. Kaylee. Kaylee, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, completely snuck under the radar. It's going to be. Uh, Joss Whedon says he just wants to take it to film festivals for now, and then see what the reaction is. He does not have any distribution plan, uh, but uh, it's kind of exciting, kind of interesting. It'll be interesting to see what it, what uh, it's happens there. Something I and it will be, and, and it was all shot at the Joss Whedon estate. It's all so shot in his home. So does that mean? That he's done shooting Avengers? Yes, he's done shooting the Avengers. And he, they gave him a month off to take a vacation before starting post-production. And he snuck this in, in mm. the post-production. Does the man ever sleep? Apparently not. Mm. Apparently not. So he and his wife formed a new little production company and they've been moving forward. So, ah, uh, uh, yes. And uh, while Rick was in Germany, he also got to update his new favorite obsession. This have we talked about this before? You talked about this. Didn't we talk about this? But Lon and I have not seen You've the not trailer. watched the... I gave you the links to the trailers. I watched the trailer. We flag- watch I the flagrantly trailer? ignored you. I was just too busy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Iron Sky. Iron Sky. So you watched the trailer. Go ahead, Lon. I didn't know what it was. Is it a movie? It's a movie. And what is Iron Sky? It looked like about? a commercial for something. It's a commercial for the movie. For a movie. Yeah. But not a movie. It looked it's like for a, a whole product. movie. It's, is this it's kind a of a steampunk thing? It's a... It's the premise of Iron Sky is that in the forty in nineteen forty five, uh, as the uh, Reich was starting to crumble, uh, an Arctic base with a population of uh, the Fatherland's uh, best climbed aboard flying saucers and took off and colonized the dark side of the moon, where they've been ever since. And in two thousand eighteen. They decide it's time to go back to Earth. If they could colonize the dark side of the moon in 1945, they would have won the war. Well, yeah, that's the part of the. It's called the and willing suspension. Where did they get all the natural resources to colonize the moon? Oh, there's lots of stuff on the moon. You, yeah, silicon, you can you can Cheese. change. Yeah, there's the, it's 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 potentially okay, possible. Okay, but right. the nice thing about this is the artistic style of of the of the film. Uh, you've got this colony on on, on the moon with. 
that looks like it's shaped like a swastika. It's it's a tongue in cheek film, um, very steampunk looking, very much like nineteen uh, forties science brought forward uh, without the influence of what's gone on in, on Earth. It kind of looks like Bad Sky Captain to me. But no, it's, it looks so much better than Sky Captain. Captain. Was Bad Sky Captain? I liked Sky Captain. It was fun. Uh, Turn off his microphone. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. No, no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> these guys, I met. I met the. Well, wait uh, till you hear about my opinion on GI Joe. Anyway. Whoa. Okay, that's it. <laughs> now out. I'm out of here. <laughs> no. While I, while I was in Germany, I met the the director for um, media, uh, social media, social media, and he showed me another trailer that they haven't released yet, which looks awesome. They are probably going to release Sundance. And uh-huh. they are they are smartly not just selling off to the first person who uh, who wants to uh, distribute them, but the second. But so we might see this in the movie theater. This, this will probably be sometime next year. After. Excellent. And there's a board game. I got to see the prototype of the board game and the designer of the board game there. And uh, we're gonna we do a Skype interview with them. I, I would love for, to be able to. Let's conquer that next. Skype technology for the podcast. And yes. Let's do it. Let's so we'll, do it. We'll, we'll we'll do that at some time. Going to open this podcast next week wide. or so, and we'll Split cut that into open. next week's show. Absolutely. So go ahead, try to encroach. Nate looked like he wanted to encroach, and then he backed away. But uh, if you you were looking at me, I wasn't. If you're at all curious, it's not hard to find the YouTube uh, videos for this. Uh, just Iron Sky, and they've got a website. I think you need to get his breath. Just amazing, amazing graphics and visuals, and uh, it was all shot in uh, in on the with the red camera. Yes, uh, uh, very high, high def, def. very like two thousand. Who did you um, speaking of? Which, so it's live action. It's, it's not animated. Definitely live action. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you hear that? Basically, the film era is dead. Yes, I have heard that. They, they, they stopped producing. They stopped making the movie cameras, film cameras. Yeah, there's no, no more film because everybody, if anybody who wants to use film, can use cameras that already exist. Yeah, and yeah, but it's the end of an era. Feel about, but how do you feel about that? I mean, does it matter? No, I, I think if if the quality of the picture still looks good. Who cares what it's shot on? The technology's yeah. gotten to the point where it's actually better than it was. In well, film. and I saw students uh, just a few weeks ago. Students did a film project in one of the English classes on digital camera, and um, that even you can have the software manipulate. So they had the grain. Sure. Oh yeah, they they've had that for a It's like yeah. So I've yeah. got a sh- I've got an mm-hmm. iPad app to show you. It's just amazing. <laughs> you, get, you can inject the film jitter. Mm-hmm. Would you get that iPad three? But just go ahead and run. Okay, go ahead. Right. Well, uh, the thing that's going <laughs> to happen though, it's going to be just like vinyl. In about ten years, suddenly there'll be this big nostalgia oh, where yeah. they'll say well, there that film no, has no, 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 this no. look that can't the, be the, created. All the all the Cretan hipsters have mm. gone to these little. Uh, they've gone back to film cameras. Now. Super eight. Uh, no, no, still films. Uh, still, you can go into like uh, what's that uh, that creepy little uh, hipster show uh, store. Um, uh, <laughs> I think it's a now good name a for ringing, the store. There's <laughs> a ringing endorsement it's a, it's there. It's a chain. It's Hot a Topic? Hot Topic. You can go to Hot Topic and that, get... Well, I thought that was goth. Creepy little hipster, hipster store. Did it no, go it's hipster, hipster now? It's, it's, it's all hipster. Yeah. Oh, goth so, is dead. Yeah. Darn. I As love it is always goth. intended to do. But anyway. I think goth started dead. Yes. Cool. Okay. How we about some TV other, shows? No, before the, we go, any other movie, movie news? news? I, I saw the Thing prequel. Yeah, what did anybody else think? see that? I did not. I know it's a couple weeks late, but we haven't been here a couple okay. weeks. Um, not terrible, but not great. Um, 
I, I would say that it definitely honors the spirit of the first film. Okay. Uh, you but mean it, the second film. Well, the John Carpenter film. That's what's no, based he, on. Yeah, he was I know he saw yeah. a thing from another world, but whatever. No, was, it's a prequel, right? Yeah. So. It's this. Yeah, technically, it's a prequel. You were reordering in your head, weren't you? Yes. Well, the first film was the one that was shot with James Arness. No, okay. No, you're right. He was okay. Anyway, I, I overthought him. Oh, God. Um, but He's yeah, so tall. It's Coming hard down. to do that. But but what it lacks from the first film, and and I think this is purely the the whole. I mean, one of the problems of it even being made completely was that just you could just tell that they wanted to honor the first film and and try to be as true as they could to it, but felt like there were a lot of notes on it, and eventually it turned into like Jurassic Park at one point. Um, so the T Rex saved them all? Not save them per se. I mean, <laughs> you're not denying the T Rex presence, which is wow. freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> it no, the T Rex ran away. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, so at one point, like the first film, the Carpenter film, was all about kind of the suspense and the wondering and the trusting and yeah, all this the paranoia. Yeah. The paranoia and the isolation and everything else. This was just a straight out. There's a monster in the room. Let's run and hide, and you know what I mean. And so that's what I mean by the Jurassic Park okay, element. Yeah, that's what you're saying, yeah. Um, and it wasn't nearly as hip and cool as the original. Uh-huh. Um, it was a little too polished. You know what I mean? But, I actually was saying. but overall, if you like the first one, it has a lot of the similar. Uh, like I said, it's honoring the spirit. And the cool thing is, if you know the first one, like like true hardcore. I'm a true hardcore fan. You see those parts and you go, oh, so they so they basically link the two movies right. through different parts. So the, you'll see stuff in this prequel that was on or mentioned or or uh, it leads done. into events that happened in the second film. Well, not so much that. Well, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but I mean, it, it, it might. Um, but there are like, for example, you'll see like I'll give one. Th- oh, maybe it's a spoiler. Well, it's been two weeks, right? Sure. Spoiler alert. Um, like in the Carpenter film, when they go to the Swedish or the Norwegian base, they find like a carcass in the snow that's been burnt, and it has like two faces, like kind of merged and melted mm-hmm. together, so they can't quite explain it or whatever. Well, this movie they explain it, right? right. So, so they did their homework. They made mm-hmm. a, a loving yeah. homage. Yeah, essentially, yeah, a loving homage the best they could. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't great because they have a couple parts that just make you go, "Are you kidding me? Come on." Okay. So okay. There you go. All right. So, uh, did you see any other trailers or previews? Uh, I saw Tower Heist last night. Oh, thanks for the call. You're welcome. Uh, Isn't so, Harold and Kumar tonight? Yes, it is. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> I would have missed it. You almost did. For the for the for the site yeah, yeah. for the review uh, anyway uh, yeah and I thought it was a, it's the apocalypse is upon us because Brett Ratner made a good movie. Really? Yeah. Eddie Murphy made a good movie. Yeah, Double Apocalypse. A live action movie. Yeah, good live action movie. Uh, did you see Puss in Boots? No, I did not. In 3D? No, I did not. Okay. But I will pay for Harold Kumar this weekend, I think. You will pay for it? I will pay for it. You will pay it. afterwards, I'll bet you. No, I see. See, why You know why would I call you about Harold and Kumar when you hate that franchise I so much? I love that franchise. Okay. What are you talking about? It's so hard to know with you. You blow so hot and cold. Don't touch Let's it. Let's cut that Okay. Out. okay. So, uh, did you watch The Walking Dead Season 2? We haven't talked since that started. Oh, yeah. Of course. Okay. Tell us about it then. But Derek and I both haven't seen any. Okay. I, 
Uh, no spoilers. No spoilers. So spo- how many episodes are in now? Three? Four. Three. Third three? episode just happened on Sunday. Yeah. Ah, okay. I will say this. Of the three episodes... That I've seen of season two, mm-hmm. they're about ten times better than all six of the first one. So That's what you're good. saying is, while we were up, everybody was up in arms about Frank Darabont getting fired from the series and not being able to do this. Well, the he Frank was Darabont, wasn't he in charge of the the season premiere? Just the premiere. Well, that just was fantastic. Premiere. But if you're saying two and three were ten times better than the season, that oh, he I just mean overall because I think what's happening now is now that you've got the mess of the first season out of the way. And you realize now it's just the survival story of these guys in the apocalypse. And, you know, you know that... Basically what I'm saying, the storytelling is now on a smooth track. It's it's moving nicely where it's it's you feel like it's going somewhere. Even if there's suspense and you don't know where it's going, it feels like it's on a track. Okay, Whereas yeah. in the first six episodes, there was it was it wasn't a, a, any cohesion. So is it a lot? Is there a lot more action? Is there more more story? Is there more character development? Yes, what is yes, it? yes. And it all feels coherent, like it's all part of something bigger, and it makes sense. Okay. Whereas in the first one, you had your character development, but sometimes it, you were just like, "Why is this happening here or now? Or why is this?" Uh, you know, and the action was in the first six. I thought, you know, sp- sporadic or whatever. And this one, it all fits and it makes sense. Nate, you're shaking your head. Go ahead. I was shaking my head because Derek was trying to give me a wet willy. Oh, I <laughs> thought you were disagreeing with me. He's making me a target. No, but I do agree with you because this season has been awesome. And the other awesome part is that AMC is actually available in HD, unlike oh. last season. Wow. Oh. Ah, yes. And they've also... Uh, Greenlit a third season. Yes. And they also cool. have Talking Dead afterwards for a little break from the okay. seriousness of the oh, really? Walking Dead. Do you have to record that separately or do, is that? Yeah, you have to record it separately. Oh, okay. it's it's on but it, do you have, you have Comcast, right? Yeah. So it is on demand. So it's on demand. No, just the, just the week's. Because I tried to find the first week and it wasn't. So it's just the week. I know the first week was uh, James Gunn was on it. was. Because okay. he had written. Okay. Well, here's the thing right. about James Gunn and Pat Oswalt were the two guests week one. Now you saw you saw all three weeks, right? I haven't seen week three yet with uh, Napoleon Dynamite and Felicia Day. All right, now I saw the second one with <laughs> Kirkman and Poussein. Yes. Um, and here's what I want to say about Talking Dead. I think the concept is really awesome to have just a half hour devoted to. You know, maybe connecting with fans and because they take callers, they take tweets, you know, oh, they cool. get feedback. They don't tell a whole lot. There's not a whole lot in spoilage, and you know they're very uh, kind of vague about everything. But they're just kind of creating this kind of hype, and I really think that's cool. And I think it's maybe potentially a new way to kind of promote, you know, kind of hot shows. Like for example, I, th- I was talking to a friend and thinking. They would have had this with Lost. Yeah, they did it with Lost. They did didn't podcasts they? every week. No, no, no oh, not yeah, but, but podcast. I'm talking actual show. No, they didn't have. Well, they didn't. I mean, they did it for um, Eureka, like they on web, Sci-Fi? Uh, on on the web. They had like little. No, but this is two minutes, right after minutes. the show. They do it for all of oh. the Real Housewives shows. Watch what happens live. Oh well, there you go. See. Yeah. Oh my. You're thank, welcome, Derek. Yeah, now you can watch that too after oh, you watch Real Housewives of yeah. Fill in the Blank. And they can call. They take callers and stuff like that. They take callers. They have. Two guests from the show, and they talk about stuff that happened during the episode. Do you remember KTH's prisoner talk? Yeah, I'm just saying with the real house, we deserve the apocalypse. Uh, so, okay. Um, 
All right, so you're. So it's interesting. I'll catch up with them. So you got a thumbs up on the season. Have any of you guys been watching American Horror Story? I I watched the first episode. It is just freaky. It's It's, weird. It's weird. It's dumb. It's like it lost me. It's um, oddly written in that it's like every urban legend and ghost story in America all happened at this one house, and that stretches my suspension of disbelief. When I was like, okay, I'll buy that that they didn't know one murder. Suicide happened in this house, but all of but them. But that everybody else who has ever owned this house has been has died horribly. It's an ancient Indian burial ground that was an alien saucer crashed into. Well, and then- um, the last like Comcast is showing it like a week behind as far as the on demand, so they're they're about okay. a week behind it in in what episodes show up there. And so the last episode I saw uh, took the. Um, the guy that was the, the 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 first recorded serial killer in the United States in Chicago during outside the World Fi- World's Fair. This great book called The Devil in the White City. Okay, uh, about it, uh, and they took his story and basically adapted it into this. But they then they made it crazy. Like there was so it was this it was this European doctor who came to America and his wife wanted to uh, she wanted the finer things in life. So she started arranging for him to give abortions, and that wasn't the weird. But then they were killing the girls that were coming because they wanted silence. So I was like, okay, that wasn't the weird part. They say he was conducting experiments in the basement and he's trying to make flying pigs. He's taking. Frank, dead pigs and sewing bat wings onto them and trying to bring them back to life. Just as a throwaway detail. Nice. And, and that about... It, it, now, if V had been this crazy and uh, entertaining, that show would still be on. Uh, and that, but that's the kind of just weird, weird plotting. And at one point, the heroine, uh, I think which happened in the first episode, she got impregnated by a ghost gimp. The nice. guy in the leather suit. And the, had, I heard about that. It was like ghost rape. Yes. Go, it, it's disturbing. And then there's a... I, I will just tell Lon my favorite scene off the air. Just because it was so... the two skeletons? No, no. It I've was just, seen that picture. It was just so ridiculous that uh, I thought... I kind of wanted, wished you had been watching with me so we could have laughed hysterically at it. We would have just laughed. We would have laughed. We would have laughed. And sometimes I just want to share a laugh with certain friends, and that was. We would have just threw our hair yeah. back and laughed. But so how about the fables ripoffs that have shown? Yeah, that's up? what I was just going to go there. Yeah. Uh, Grim and Once Upon a Time. I have not watched either yet. I'm planning to. I just the last couple of weeks have been really. I busy, haven't so. watched them yet. I've, I've seen them both. Okay, so Ron can. Comment. So I'll start out with good, um, Grim. Now, it's written by the same two people that wrote a lot of the Buffy um, stories and the Buffy That one arc. kind of feels like Supernatural. And it's very – well, I haven't, I've never seen Supernatural, okay. so I can't – it's basically Buffy only with a guy who's like a young new cop and he has this hereditary calling to fight off the monsters. Only the monsters opposed to being kind of the you know potpourri of Buffy are all from grim fairy tales. Right. And only he can see them and they live among us. In fact, I'm sure two or only three can sit see, at this only, table. Only he can see their true forms or only Correct. he can see them. Okay. So he so, looks at somebody and he doesn't so see he the same person as everyone yeah, else. He does. sees them morph and, he, and then they morph back to normal. He just has okay. this ability. It's like radar. He has monster dar. Okay. Okay. But it's well written. It's well paced. It's kind of like Grifter. It's a lot of fun. You know? ah, yes. Yes. Okay. Actually, because oh, I'm reading Grifter, too. Kind of like Tony Loco. Let's go back there. Oh, all yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. So it's that, not new or original. all over the nation are going, oh, oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. All 400 people that bought oh. issue one. Mm. Um, and it, the 200 that bought number two. Mm. And then Anna. 
who will someday read them. Uh, <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, that happened. Okay, go ahead. So, so Grimm, it's not new, but it's – I loved Buffy, and it's been gone for a while. I miss it, so I'm very happy to have basically a Buffy clone. Okay. You know, I'm not going to – now, Once Upon a Time is – Oh, I was just going to ask about that. Anybody watch it, that? Me again. Please, yes. go. It's – might – you know, I've talked to a lot of people. I like it a lot. Other people are not so enamored of it, but it is quirky. I mean, it is basically the basic plot is that the evil queen from Snow White who um, casts a curse and everyone in the Snow White universe is sent to hell, and hell just happens to be our world. I knew it! Yes, so this answers many questions which in means my that life. You are actually Prince Charming, which you've been trying to tell us. <clears throat> I've been telling you guys. Ouch. Mm-hmm. And they all live yeah, in this... That just ruined all the stories for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has a few quirky things, like the person who's supposedly going to s- save them all. Especially is, about that sleeping girl. Uh, uh, Snow White's daughter, and she's a bounty hunter, basically. Sweet. <laughs> um, but the woman who plays the evil queen, who's also the mayor of the town where most of these characters live... Jean Kwan? I don't, oh, okay. don't know the actress's name. Oh, okay. Bad, bad with actresses. No, name. he's just being long. Uh, no. I know, I know. What? Um, she's brilliant. She's worth the show to me. So how's the writing on these? Good. Yeah. Yeah, actually, both of them. Because it was just making you think of Buffy. That was the strength That's of the grim. Exactly, yeah. Grim, yeah. Now, there's more... I've only seen one episode of Grimm, and it was a lot of setup in the episode. So it wasn't quite as snarky as some of the really good Buffy episodes, but it may get there. Okay. You know, because they had to do the whole thing where, you know, the family member who's passing on the ability to him is dying. So it was kind of a, a grim Is it kind of like a, like a cop procedural with the fairy tale stuff in it? A like, do they go up and go... Oh, this big bad wolf was killed, uh, you no, know, crime scene no. or whatever. Well, the thing is, is nobody will believe him. They'll think uh, he's nuts. So he's having to kind of do it on the down low. Wait, wasn't there like a on sci-fi a paranormal cop show that they did? Forever Night? Uh, no, no, he's thinking the Dresden. Oh, uh, the, their version of the Dresden Files, which was not like the. Oh, that, 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 there was a Dresden Files. Like he was, yeah, he was a wizard. Like, he wasn't, wasn't a cop. Like the, yeah. yeah, it was only one season. And it wasn't. Okay. Like it, it varied. It, it veered very wildly from. But the, I thought there was some cops on the investigated kind of like the, the best. His stuff. best buddy was a cop, mm-hmm. and okay. she hired him as a consultant to help her deal with supernatural uh, crimes. Yeah, right. I never watched it, but yeah. it started out way off base. But by the time it got to the last episode, it actually had moved all the way back towards the book. Yeah. Oh. Okay. But the characters were all different. That was what threw okay. a lot of the fans off. Oh, and, and, then it wasn't and unfortunately, it only play. lasted one season. It had a lot of potential, and then it got chopped yeah. So what did you like more, Grimm or Once Upon a Time? Grimm. Okay. But it's close. Okay. I would say they're both okay. worth checking out if you if you enjoy that kind of thing. Okay. So before we leave TV, I I saw a commercial for a zombie apocalypse movie from Sci-Fi with Ving Rhames in it. Are you sure it was one of the movies? No, it actually is a new movie called oh. Zombie Apocalypse that has a zombie tiger. I saw an image uh, oh, posted. Boo. Yeah, it's for, sci- for sci-fi, it looked not bad. I know, but you know what? This is how they get you. I know they get me every time. I, two words: Flash Gordon. But you know what though, Ving, Ving Rhames was actually in that Dawn of the Dead remake, and, and the yeah, Day awesome. of the Dead, and the Day of the and Dead, then remake. He, and he was did great in those. The crappy Day of the Dead one, which sucked, 
and now he's in zombie. So Ving Rhames is just going downhill in zombie uh, fiction or zombie cinema. We'll have to. The jury's out. We'll have to see. I know, but it's he's still a sci-fi He's turning into the movie. guy that plays Candyman. What's his name again? Tony Todd. Yeah. He's going to be the next Tony Todd. <sighs> Come on, Ving. Okay. Step it up. Okay. So um, the last, I say while we were gone as well, the... I don't know if this is important or not, TV, but did you hear the news about FX getting dropped from DirecTV? No, I didn't hear that. And then I think they just reached a deal. Yeah, they just got re-back on. Well, that's happened a few times at various stations. So it's not so much um, news as brinksmanship and uh, negotiations. Yeah, I don't know. It was news, and then it's not, and it's back, but thank God, because... Because FX FX got the movies. FX has got awesome TV shows, too, so... They got good yeah, they're dramas. the ones that are developing powers that should have powers yeah. next season. They got mm-hmm. Always Sunny. They had Justified. They had The Shield for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the other wasn't the League. I've been watching the League. What's, and what's American Horror Story? American on. Horror Story. You know what I mean? So, which they renewed for a second season, and I'm just I, I I'm going to stick gonna with it, but it? I'm not going to feel good about it. I'm not going. <laughs> no, I'm not going to feel good about it. Uh, anyway, um, and it's got a lot of True Blood cast members as well, which is kind of they keep showing up. So suck it. No, the uh, the uh, King of Georgia, the one that was buried in the concrete, right? Uh, is a oh, he's coming back. Yeah, well, he's coming back, but he's on currently. He's on uh, he's on American Horror Story, and uh, well, dude, True Blood will get you other work. Yes, well, that's what is happening. That's let's hope thing. it gets Brandon Mullally some work. Oh, I'd love for Brandon to get some work. You got a little baby. Oh. So anyway, while we were gone, the, la- uh, the ep- uh, volumes three and four on DVD of Avengers: Earth Mightiest Hero, the animated series, came out. Wait, volume what? Three and four. Three and four. Because they released the first half of the season as one and two. They're doing they're doing basically kid size uh, DVD. But it's set. all just the first season. Like the so second now season the start fir- yet? Yes, the second season started, so the first season is now complete. You can get one, two, three, and four, all of it. Okay. Uh, that's the series been on XD. When did season two start? I thought that I had seen it was supposed to start in October. It was like uh, I watched something on XD like two months ago and it said, oh, it's coming. So, Oh, you just got an eight. I, I could be wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I could be wrong. Don't get mad at me. And I think that the Green Lantern animated series is starting either this Friday or next. It's, we're well, very someone close. tell Friday. me it so I can It starts on the 11th. It starts on the 11th. Okay. Uh, Veterans Day. And Did anyone watch? Oh, I'm sorry. And, uh, uh, no, you're not sorry enough to stop. And let me continue on with my thing. It's still so here. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, so is mine. Uh, so I also mentioned that Neverwhere, the BBC miniseries, is set is celebrating its 15th anniversary, and there's a new release coming from uh, the from BBC America DVD and uh, Neil Gaiman's Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere. Neverwhere. It does have a few new features. If you had the old, uh, the previous DVD release, and wondering what's in it for me, well, there's new commentary. And that's pretty much about it. By, by who? By Neil? By Neil Gaiman. So cool. uh, they include the old commentary he had done for it and now new with some more perspective. And, and having <laughs> can, they, can they have but, commentary but, on but, top of commentary? But Gaiman fans are like the kind that go, he's still so charming. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know what I'm talking but, but about. But he is. He's he is so, so charming. charming. He's on a tour right now with his new wife, Amanda Palmer, and they're just going and talking in bookstores and Right. You know, just are they coming to the Bay Area? Uh, I don't think they are. Oh. Um, but they were just on Craig Ferguson. So uh, it's not did, they really? did, did they get off? <laughs> get it because they're uh, on him. Uh, you will be cut down to two minutes tonight. What? Yes. Anyway, so what were you going to say before you so did rudely anyone watch me? Uh, Alan Gregory? No, I did not have a chance. Jonah to watch Hill's that new animated uh, contribution to animation domination on yeah. Fox. 
I recorded it, but have not watched it yet. And season two has not started yet, but I don't know when it is starting. You're talking about Earth's Mightiest uh, Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. I'm sorry, I, you know, I hear Red Hulk's coming. Uh, <laughs> no, Alan Gregory was very good. I liked it. Good. I will keep watching it. I watched The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. That's all I've seen I so missed far. That. Did the, anyone see The Return of Beavis and Butthead? No, but uh, yes. Nate did. But Susan Avalon, uh, the Carr's wife, said that it was the funniest thing she's seen in really. Weeks, so Nate, I, you want to speak on that? Funniest thing she's seen since 1997 when it went off the air. No, I don't know that she was. Going is that it far. is it the same format? Or it they, is exactly do they watch the, the same. videos? There and were stuff? two um, short, you know, actual story episodes, and then the other part is them sitting on the couch watching. They watched three or four music videos, and they watched clips. Of Are the current music Jersey videos? Short. I think so. Yeah, they were. Um, Where did MTV find them? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Was it Justin Bieber. They bought them from VH1. There were those uh, dubstep or whatever it's called. That new dance music. Oh, there was God, a couple I no idea what that sounds like. It keeps it's terrible. People talk about it. You've heard it's it noise. on commercials. And uh, I'm an old man. No. There was one disgusting slash hilarious video with a baby that was probably one and a half or two years old walking along a sidewalk and like people were dressed as zombies and blood all over the place and the baby is clearly scared out of its mind screaming and actually at one point you see someone an adult hand kind of telling it to come along like keep moving because they're shooting so basically they tortured a kid to do this music video and beavis and butthead are commenting on how this mother is a terrible mother (laughs) it was pretty funny oh can i tell a story quick of a terrible mother I was in the laundromat. This is therapeutic. Your own. Yeah. <laughs> I was at the laundromat the other day. And is anyone familiar with the new song from LMFAO called I'm Sexy and I yes. Know It? LMFAO is one of the videos they showed. Oh, okay. okay. Well, there you see. Segway. Uh, the shuffling one or the uh, no, I'm se- It's party. called I'm Sexy. Well, like, just let him make the point so we All can right. go eat. He's, it's called I'm Sexy and I Know It. Yeah. And that's the chorus. I so I was in the laundromat. Yeah, you heard it. So, oh. uh, Dude, he just got back from Germany. So, all the rage uh, in Germany. I'm in the laundromat. This kid bring or this this chick brings in her like three kids, and one of them is like three years old. Maybe not even three. May had to be three, maybe. And he's singing, "I'm sexy and I know it." In the middle of the laundromat, and I just thought, this mother is terrible. It's a great mother. Because. You know, you see videos like that on YouTube all the time. You work at YouTube. You probably see these every day. No, no, terrible I, parenting. Yes. The parent, I mean, when that kid is you see him on C-SPAN, terrible parent. When he's twelve and he knocks up a, another thirteen-year-old or, or a school teacher, he is going to be. Why did you bring that in? Because yeah. it's happen. It's rampant right now. Okay, this I'm, is real life. This is happening. Don't deny it. But anyways, I'm just saying that mother. Yeah. Hats off to you. You're the most confused Fox <laughs> News pundit I've ever listened I'm to. Just, I'm just so flustered. All right. Well, if you're flustered, you have questions, comments, compliments, commentary, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com or sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com. Nobody writes the sandpaper. Just stop saying it. I know, but I still like to check it. Just stop saying it because no one's going to write in. Write everybody at home. I see what you're doing here. What? Why do you always point out what I'm doing? Because you're so transparent. All right. Anyway, this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. I think you already said that. I said it again. I can do that. Oh, okay. It's my show. Okay, go ahead. And? Say it again. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then what do we do now, Mr. It's My Show? Who are you? Oh, is it supposed to be me? Yes. This is Lon Don't Know What to Do Lopez. 
This is Ron Talbot. And this is Rick Bradstein. Oh, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, oh, hey, oh, hey, sorry. I s- the whole over show. your shoes. <laughs> There's one part where Nate will always speak. This is Nate Costa selling my shoes on eBay. You can find me at Shoe Pimp Nate Dizzle. And I'm going to put a whole bunch up for the holidays so you can all Ooh. buy them. I like you're finally <laughs> pronouncing that so that people can actually go to the site. And I'm Rick Brettsider reminding you to use your powers only for good. Those were good days. Those were good days. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com.